Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our wonderful world and everything in it. I'm Biz Paul, I'm here in the UK and I'm joined stateside by my wonderful friend and co-host, it's Mrs. Felicia Jones. Hi Paul, how are you? Uh, well, I've noticed over the last few weeks that I've become very British and said, oh it's wet, or it's wet, or <laughs> it's cold and wet. Uh, but this week, um, the heat wave from Europe has decided that Europe's had enough fires and it's and it's pushed up here. So it's uh, really quite warm here and it's like not September and loads of people who all got out their pumpkins and their pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> and oh, we're so looking forward to autumn because <laughs> it's September. It's a big up yours to, to them. Um, because it's back on with the shorts and I'm here for it. Uh, well, you should enjoy it. Um, it's been cold and warm here. I can't really explain it. So we went down to Seattle over the weekend. It was really hot. Went to a football game and literally sweated in places that I didn't know <laughs> I could sweat in. Uh, but came back here Sunday and had to turn the heat on. So, uh, And I'm still in squim. Washington. So um, I, I'm okay, but I will say I can definitely tell fall is in the air and summer is about to go away, but I'm cool. I'm, I'm ready. I had a fun summer and I need to like get back to some reality and actually do some work. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had a very different experience over the last three months, <laughs> it, it seems, but you know, that's, that's fine. We can't, we can't all be the same. I have said to myself, Actually, because the summer was so dire here, I'd sort of got to the point where I'm like, do you know what? I'm, I just need for once to get into autumn, you know, and just shut up about mm -hmm. the dark nights and all this. And maybe I need a coach. I've, I've actually lined up someone to coach me through autumn to try and enjoy There's it. There's an autumn coach? Yeah, well, what is that? Then, what does that look like? Tell us more, Paul. Well, they're not officially an autumn coach. I mean, maybe they'll become one after working with me. But this is just someone who was like, oh, the pumpkins are coming out. I can't wait. Halloween and yada yada. And then it's Christmas. And I was like, okay, right. I'm trying to get into it. You might have to coach me through the season. And so uh, this person has gone, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And I mean, he's absolutely livid that it's hot this week. But um, you know, I, I'm gonna, I am gonna try and, I am gonna try and get into it, and just try and enjoy the seasons and and see how we we go. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. You, you know, I never really decorated. I wasn't a big Christmas decoration person. I did some, but I didn't. I never went overboard. But I actually did like decorating for autumn. You know, buying little pumpkins, like the little leaves that's changing colors. So maybe if you have a little home craft store or I don't know what they would, what it would be over there, but maybe go buy some little decorations, you know, get you a little broom that smells like cinnamon and all that kind of stuff. Um, it might, it might get you in the season. I've always liked doing that, especially because it seems like fall goes so quickly. So maybe, maybe do that and you can have um a non-alcoholic version of of a hot buttered rum uh i have to find the recipe so no alcohol version so get you some warm drink recipes some apple cider all that kind of stuff 
So you might you might get into it. I'm going to try. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to try. I, I, yeah. It seems to me as though it's all about decorating your house, and I can't be doing with that. So I need some. Um, e- I think you need to decorate. De- hmm. I think you need to decorate because I I think sometimes you don't have to go like go all out. Sometimes it's just a centerpiece here, centerpiece on the on the coffee table, centerpiece in the kitchen. Um, buy the little broom that smells like cinnamon. Stick it in a corner. Um, there is something about the decorating that people like you sit and wait, like, Oh yes, it's time to pull out the decor, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it really does kind of help get you into the, into the mood of fall. So I highly recommend maybe getting, um, a centerpiece or two. They can be all fake flowers. So they can go in the bin for next year or actually, um, see if you can get some fresh flowers, if you like fresh flowers or something like that. But I think you need to get some cinnamon smells in your home. Okay. That is what we'll, we'll go with. I, I take, <laughs> I take the feedback. You're not the only person to have said it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on. Uh, anyway, uh, onto more interesting, uh, things. And we've obviously got a, a topic, which we're going to talk about later on to do with, uh, time, but, uh, just, just quick, just time. talking about people who seemingly don't have a lot of time why are your politicians so old i don't know they've been in there since before jesus so i can't even tell you what's going on with them and some of them need to some of them it's time for them to go and this has been a concern even with you know joe biden and trump i mean these these, none of these people are young and it's like why are y'all like why aren't y'all like taking rest or something and it seems so weird because I don't know where we're going to get our next young crop of whoever on any side, but yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they want to be around forever. Maybe they know something we don't maybe, know. Maybe they, they do. I mean, it just, it just surprises me. We, and we have like old people in politics, mainly in the house of Lords, which is unelected and they're there for life. But it seems to me that somebody like Mitch McConnell, who is freezing up when he's speaking, you would mm-hmm. you would think having strokes having, yeah strokes you would think that someone would be saying this person is not fit for office how do we replace this person or retire this this person it just seems cruel i, mean, I don't i mean diane feinstein hasn't even bidden to work she had to show up to vote and could barely mm. move so i mean one i think there's a power thing Two, there's something very interesting with boomers. They don't want to give up controls for anything. And it doesn't even, it's not even for just politicians. But uh, what I've also realized is that when you have associated your life with work, yeah, um, I don't think people know how to separate. And also they will decline even faster once yes. they go and, you know, and go rest or whatever. So I, I think that's a, that's definitely one thing with boomers that you're definitely not seeing with the young kids because they're like, oh, we can stop working after 10 years. We're good. Or, or, or <laughs> after, you know, a few days um, or, or whatever it is. But, they're, but they're, <laughs> yeah. there we go. And certainly and certainly into certain uh, certain rules. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens with like a younger generation. I think our generation, Gen X, uh, you know, have traits of boomers. Like, you know, I, I work hard and yes. I think we were told to work hard and it was expected that we were mm-hmm. uh, told to, uh, expect that we, we would work hard. Um, I'm not getting that vibe from the younger generation. So it'd be interesting to see whether people retire early or or actually what happens is 
they have more sort of seasons of work where they go from sort of high mm-hmm. intensity well i'm not sure anything's high intensity but like you know intense reasonable intensity <laughs> to you know a change of career like i'm done with i'm done with that now i'm done with my corporate life i'm now moving to, to this place and now i'm homesteading or, or or whatever i just wonder whether it will it will be a bit more like like that but you know fair play i want to retire now my my prediction is i think the younger people will get into their careers later on in life Ooh, interesting. i think we're going to see a an interesting reversal of when you work um it's kind of like the economists who all say you know enjoy your life spend your money then work later on i think you're gonna i think we might see that i i don't know but i think don't be surprised if you see people who are just getting into their careers in their 40s or late mm. 30s i know people who have changed their careers and had really successful careers i know a few you know particularly people that i've met on the speaking circuit where they've had a career mm-hmm. as, i don't know like maybe a journalist for 20 years and then they've come and done something else and now i know them from their second career i find i find mm-hmm. that that's kind of cool. i'm thinking what my second career will will be but that is that is something to to work on um let me tell you a little bit. This is also about politics. This is something that's happening here. And this is all to do with um, okay. schools. Schools are falling down here. Like literally falling down. Literally. literally. London schools are falling yeah. down. And in fact, schools all over, <laughs> all over the country. I mean, officially in England and Wales, um, we don't know about Scotland. I'm not quite <laughs> sure why. It's all to do with this uh, sort of form of concrete called rack and it stands for something that involves where it aerated and it seems to me as though okay. it's got like air bubbles in to kind of to me it's, it feels like to extend the volume um without okay. using the same you know the amount of materials that solid concrete would use but it turns out over time it's crap and this was all built okay <laughs> built in like the 60s 70s 80s 90s or or whatever, but these these buildings with this concrete in are past their use um, or past their expiry date, and it seems like these are just falling down. Now, what they've done, the government have had to enforce like school closures right at the point where kids are going back, and people are up in arms. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, people are up in arms because they had about like a week's notice, and schools had about a week to try and like work out. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to homeschool uh, people again, or we're going to have to get in temporary buildings, and uh, all this all this kind of p- performance. Um, it turns out that they've the government that is have known about this issue for some time. Who would have thought it? Of course, we knew about it. Of course, and they say they uh, had new evidence, which caused them to new yes, evidence. that caused them. <laughs> And it's always new evidence that comes to light. New evidence. It caused them to take this action to sort of like close close schools. Um, but you know, the next thing that's gonna happen, we can kind of project this forward, is what what else has this concrete in? Courthouses, hospitals, <laughs> leisure centers, mm-hmm. things that all these public services have been uh, built yeah. with over decades. And the key problem is, well, there's two, there's two key problems. One is there is no money to fix these. <laughs> Second is, you know, how long does it take to actually rebuild a school? Well, you can, you can do quite a lot with prefabricated schools these days. My kid's school was rebuilt using a prefab and it went up quite quickly. 
but it's still weeks and weeks, like 12, 14 weeks or something. So they've got no money to do it. The time it takes to do it anyway. Um, the, uh, the prime minister, Rishi Sunak, says it's really unfair to blame him because he's just the prime minister. You know, he's, he's, he's just like <laughs> the head of the, he's just the head of the government. It's really unfair. That's not how it's it works. It's really unfair to, um, <laughs> to blame him. And uh, the, the education secretary, Gillian Keegan, is saying that, she, you know, it was about time that someone just thanked them for, for stuff, really. So, um, I, okay. yeah, everything is falling down here. We've got no money. But the, the, the core issue here is that they haven't budgeted this properly, right? These public bodies, government, does not seem to know how to manage budgets and i just wonder what your perspective is on on this because me as a, a normal citizen um, you know if i'm managing a budget i've got my house that's what i'm responsible for i look at my house and go that needs work i haven't got the money for that right now but i know i'm going to need to save for that and, and and do it or actually this boiler's packed up and it's freezing i'm going to need to buy it now i'll use my rainy day fund that i've got okay now i know that why don't governments know this because we have to elect people and people want to be in office with things that can be done now so you kick the can down the road with most things this i assume this is a huge issue that they've known about forever so what you'll do is how bad is it it's like well we can push another 10 years okay let's push that another 10 years if I'm still around in office, we'll right, we'll deal yeah. with it then. But for right now, I'm going to deal with what I can with the money that I have. So there's no real budget for the future because I don't know if I'm going to be around. So we'll let somebody else deal with it. Um, so and Rishi uh, is going to be like, it's not my fault. Like, dude, that's, this is how this works. You're in office. It's your fault. So what the solution will be is private schools will be fine because those parents have yeah. money the the people and the kids and the parents that live in very rich districts they will do fundraising and make the money and they will rebuild do the things that they can everybody else is going to be on the struggle bus and you're probably just going to be a part of the the duct tape and slap some paint on it mm. pan, plan so and then if you're in a really poor area Good luck. Hope your kid doesn't die. <laughs> and, and of course, you're right. Of course, those parents um, paying for private school, perhaps they have a really good accountant, which means they're probably not paying into the tax system as as much, which, oh, which would no. be helpful to yeah, pay they, normal they, people. This is all donations. Donations are right off. So they're fine. Like, don't worry about rich people. Rich people will always mm. be fine. It's everybody else you got to worry about. So. And you got to hope that your kids don't get the, you know, the duct tape and paint plan. Yeah. Which a lot of kids are going to well, get. they are. So, woo. Yeah. So, yeah. solution. See? Thank we're, you. We're you know what? I'm going to put you in contact with <laughs> Rishi because he's obviously struggling. He's, he's, he's struggling a bit with the <laughs> idea that he's in charge, I think. He, he, what I've noticed with Rishi oh. is that he doesn't like it when you point out things now, when you point out, and this is the issue, the reason he says it's unfair is because he's just the prime minister. And someone was pointing out to him that actually he he set the budget 
for school repairs when he was chancellor. Yeah. It's not his fault. But it's not his fault. He's not his fault. It's, re- it's really unfair. It's really unfair. He's he was there for the fashion yeah. show. Oh yeah, and the uh, the Soul Cycle in in LA. But at least he's back in the country now because he's been in in California for for most. Yeah. Of the- he didn't summer. say this was work. Come on. No, the guy. Well, so. the guy doesn't like work. It, it seems. My God, he's so thin-skinned. He can. He's brittle. He does not take criticism well. <laughs> he is not going to survive an election campaign. No, because elections are they nasty. Are. Nasty. And the one we've got is is going to be nasty. I mean, yours would be nastier, I think. But like, as this one will be pretty, oh, it's nasty. pretty nasty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh well, good luck to you, Rishi. Yeah, good luck. But <laughs> good you look luck. good, though. Um, okay, so um, let's move on to our main topic today, uh, which is all to do with with time. Tell us, tell us what's um, what you've time. seen. You know, th- this is something that kicked off earlier today, and it's something that has happened in my life. But I saw a tweet or X, a zit, whatever they call them now, uh, where somebody was posting a message from his brother. So he asked his brother. He said, hey, are you in the UK next week? And he said, yes, I'm going to be there for two days for a wedding. And he was like, cool. Do you want to meet um, halfway? Do you want to extend and meet me in Serbia? So obviously he lives in the Euro- in Europe and his brother is visiting from the US over there. And he says, no, I have to get back home for my godson's birthday party. And, you know, and he said, you know, told him that the plane ticket was $150 round trip out of London. Then he'll be back and, you know, go back home easy peasy. And he said, okay, well, do you want to come earlier and we can and still meet in Serbia? He was like, no, I have to work. And so this created this whole thread of people who either live out of the country or somebody like me that moved um, from the other side of the United States to, to a different place where you can never get friends. And sometimes, and some, it's a lot of time, you cannot get family to come and visit you for whatever reason. And, um, and as you can hear, you're probably soon going to hear I'm a little triggered by this (laughs) because I lived in California for 11 years and my mom would go to see my aunt in LA. And for those of you who don't know, LA is like two hours North of San Diego. Now she flew all the way from Alabama, which is probably like a four and a half, five hour plane ride. If you have a, a layover, but there was no plan to come down to see me. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, seriously, you're going to come all this way and you won't even come see me. But I've had this happen so often. And, um, and I could really feel everybody on this thread, especially the, the ones that are living out of the country. When people get somewhat close, they don't even try to come visit. And um, also the same with family. You know, um, I lived in Colorado for 10 years. It took 10 years and the month before my house went up for sale for my dad to come and visit. And so it just got me thinking after hanging around with my friends over the weekend who have these epic schedules all based on work, but everybody says, I want some adventure. I want to travel. I want to go see people, you know, and it's like, why is it that we don't make the time to do it until it's like too late? And then, then the invitations don't come anymore. And and I will say, yes, I have been I have been bad at this, too, when I'm knee deep in work and things like that. But I just find it interesting that we I don't know if we choose not to make the time or but why why do we do this? I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Well, I think 
one of the, the the things is that people think there's always more time than there actually is. Like I think people's perception <laughs> of time is is really quite quite warped. Now you think, oh, mm-hmm. I've got ages this year, and then it's then it's November, December. You know, I, I would look at my diary for the rest of 2023 and kind of struggle to fit some things in now between now and and, and yeah. Christmas. So I think I think there's that people always think there's more time, and then when they realise there's not, that's when they panic and that's when they they make the effort. But I think there's also mm-hmm. a couple of things here that I've noticed. I mean, I, actually, I've got some questions about where this other brother was living in Europe if Serbia is halfway do you know <laughs> well I, I i don't know he didn't say where he was but you know i or maybe he was just like let's just go hang out in serbia okay, who knows okay. who knows but... i was gonna say like geographically like for serbia to be halfway that's 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 you know quite a quite a way it's probably like in istanbul or something um i mean maybe maybe that's maybe where he was who knows yeah. um i think i think uh people's perception of of distance is is different. Like if you're not familiar with the area and you don't know that one place is close to another, or your, um, or, or what you know, uh, is 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 different. So you know, you say, LA is two hours away. Well, for somebody in the UK, two hours is like a long way, because we're used to like small <laughs> small distances feeling like a a big a big deal. Um, I I kind of got some sympathy with the guy who's like, well, I've got to work. And I've got to get back for a party, you know. That's that's for a kid's birthday party. Yeah. You know, if he's if he's decided that's what he's got to do, that's that's what he's got to do. I don't think he can be blamed for that. It seems a bit unfortunate that he's going to miss the opportunity. But if he doesn't really understand where Serbia is, um, then maybe maybe that's I mean, that's the it's, issue. But it's kind of like. You're over in Europe land. Like, come on, just three days. Go see your brother. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's a quick flight. It's cheap. And if his brother is like me, Paul, the number of plane tickets I have paid for or gift cards I have given and people still uh, didn't come visit me. Well, That's how crazy yeah. it is. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I've been to the States and not come and seen you. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe, well, that's maybe the same. Oh God, am I, it's, Oh my God, maybe this is what this is all about. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Damn, damn, you tricked me. Like, you know, well, you know what? I, I, will, I will say this. Now, we were both on the East Coast at the same time last year, but we were both very occupied doing different things. Now, I don't live on the East Coast. Now, if I lived in Maryland yeah. and I knew you were going to be in Boston, I would have made the effort like to get on a train, I think it's just a couple of hours away. I would have made an effort to come see you somehow, some kind of way. Um, and, and and maybe I'm just in that phase of life because I, I've been like that before when I was, you know, you think work is the most important thing in, in the world and people come into town and it's just like, well, I got to work. And it's just like, but I hate my job. Like, seriously, I, I gave up having some fun with a friend to go to work or to like, go home from work and just sit down and watch television. So it's just, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Um, how, I, I, I how think it works the, out. And like, mm-hmm. I, I do get that. I do get that. So I'm, I'm going over to Boston next month and I'm literally in and out. And I could have, I could have yeah. changed that. I could have done what I did last year and had like a couple of days either side. But when I, when I booked it, I just decided, you know what? Like I can't be bothered. 
I'm just going to go in and out. And actually, there are yeah. other things I could do because, you know, I know you, I've got friends down in South Carolina, you know, which I keep saying I, I, I really should go and see them. And, you know, I, I never I never do it. And I'll, I will regret that at, at some point. I know I will. Um, and there's that there's there's that thing and life does get in the way. And when you're in a certain season of life, and I think depending on your circumstances, you know, I'm in a very busy season of life at the moment. And I'm, I'm working quite hard to try and change that and simplify my life a little bit so that I can do more things like that. You've had like the best summer ever. And so your your mindset is slightly different mm. at the moment, I think. But uh, another thing that I read somewhere was that uh, the vast, vast majority of people haven't moved more than like 20 miles. This is in Western cultures. Haven't moved more than 20 miles away from where they were brought and brought up and raised. You know, it's, it, that is, I believe yeah, that. And, and that's, that was quite a shock to me when I read that. This is actually in a book about why Britain voted to leave the European Union actually, and why it was a shock to some people. And it was a shock to someone like me, because I think I've got more of a global outlook. I've got friends around the world. Mm-hmm. I deal with things internationally. I assumed that was like the norm now. Oh no, for most people, no. it's their village, their town, their city. That's, you know, that's what they know and they don't go away from mm-hmm. that. So I do wonder whether for some people, even though this guy was going to London, whether actually the, the, he didn't really want to go to London and wanted in and out. And some people just don't want to go anywhere. And maybe you talked about like your, your, your dad, maybe that's similar. You know, I have, you know, cause some people were saying, well, maybe they just don't like to travel. I, I agree with all that. Some people don't like to travel, but I've also realized we put a priority on who we want to be yes. around and let's just be straight yeah. up honest. His brother probably didn't want to hang out with him. Nobody wants to hear that because especially if you have family that does travel, not saying they do a whole bunch of international travel, but they, you know, they go places, you know, they go to a sorority convention, they go to a comic con and things like that. So it's not like they don't travel. It's just that they don't travel to see you. And I think Mm. sometimes that is what messes up people's head. Who's on the other side of this, like, okay, I saw that you went to Houston last week and you took a vacation in Jamaica, but you couldn't drive over to see me. And I've even had to kind of work through my brain of realizing, you know, maybe I'm not the priority when it comes to going and hanging out with somebody. Um, And I think and I, I've learned in the travel community, I think some of us have realized that, that maybe you really just aren't the priority. And there's no no shade, no shame or anything like that. It's just that I guess when you have limited amount of time, uh, you only have so many vacation days and you get to choose where you want to go, you choose, I guess, what will make you happier. So it is, it is a, it's a very interesting thing to really think through of, you know, who do we want to spend time with? Like, um, and then, of course, when I go to Birmingham, when I do go back home, I get people get very upset at me because I don't come and visit them. And it's just like, OK, I'm only here for three days. I can't drive and see everyone. Why can't you all come to me? Like I'm the one every year I've driven the 3000 miles to come visit. Um, and I got to a point uh, when I was in California, I stopped telling people I was going to Birmingham 
The only people who knew I was there were my parents, maybe one friend, because I tried to go see everyone and it was just a, 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 a mixed match of effort. Like I felt like I was doing all of the effort to try to see people, hang out with people. Um, and then like the next month you hear like, oh yeah, we were in San Diego for like a week. And it was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, mm. you know, I, <laughs> or I've had people who came to Denver, like, yeah, I was in Denver last week. Like, oh, well, I guess, you know, like you don't have to call me, but okay. That's interesting. I think you've hit the nail <laughs> on the head there. I feel a little bit triggered by it as well, because I said, I, I agree with you. I think you, you spend time with the people that you want to spend time with. And I think some people are people pleasers and you can see them being run ragged trying to please everybody and go and see everybody and that's not good either but you will make mm -hmm. time for the people that you want to to be around but it it it, it does it does yes. hurt when you realize that someone has been near and they haven't come and seen you because of what that what that means but i think also mm -hmm. you are correct in thinking about well you just stop being the one that makes all the effort there is definitely people in my life that were really good friends where I got to a point where, you know, I realized I was doing all the organizing. I was doing all the chasing. I was doing the let's meet up mm -hmm. and I would get stuff back whilst I'm there, whilst we're having a, whatever time we're having, but otherwise there isn't, you know, nothing happening. And I think that's an imbalance of a relationship and that's therefore not actually a relationship. Yeah, and I've I had to learn that early on when I left home, uh, when I was living in California. That, it, you know, you you realize you, you have people come in your life for a reason and a season. And I've learned to not take it personal, um, because the people who will make an effort will make an effort. Like we have some, you know, like we've been on this trip for uh, almost a year now, and we tell people like our parents, you know, like hey, you can come and hang out with us anywhere we are if you want to, you know? Um, yeah. And nobody has done that. I mean, my sister came down to Mobile when we were in Birmingham. So she, she kind of is funny enough. She actually does make the trip. She grumbles about <laughs> it, but nobody else, like no parents have come to visit. I was just like, seriously, we're at the beach all winter. Don't you want to come to the beach? And we do have one set of friends. They drove all the way from Virginia to meet us in Texas. And if kids, if you pull up a map, that ain't nowhere near close to anything. Yeah, it's a long way. <laughs> and we were like, and we were like, were you going somewhere? They're like, no, we've always wanted to go. You said you were there. So they got in the car and drove all the way to Virginia. And I was like, or Texas to see us. And I was like, okay. And I was like, that's yeah. cool. And, you know, and we've done that for people. Like we will go out of our way. Um, like I would, like if I come to London, I have a feeling you would be in your feelings if I came to the UK and did not tell you. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah yeah especially if i know that what is it's like an, it's hour, an hour yeah. train ride hour yeah. and a half train ride it's not even an hour but, and a half I, I you would probably be like you seriously came to a whole different country went through passport control and didn't say anything to anybody <laughs> like seriously yeah and that, that to me that feels quite quite <laughs> extreme because you know if unless you were like coming like really last minute as an emergency and I was doing something and therefore we couldn't make it work. That's that. That's one thing. But if you knew you were coming and, you know, yeah. I could go, right, what, what would I, what would I need to do to organize what I can to make sure uh, we see each other? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. That would be horrific. Don't ever do that.
the, yeah. Now, if you come to the United States, it all depends on where you are. Of course, you're going to be on the East Coast. I'm fine because getting from the East Coast to Washington is a lot. Now, if you just happen to come to Seattle and I'm here and it's like, seriously, Paul? Yeah, like, yeah, really? sure. Like, I will, I will fly to the UK just to <laughs> just to be you. petty. Just, like, just, like, if I if I was in Seattle and you were you were there and I didn't come meet you, you would have to like I'm just, just come, come and just hit you. Like, to, no, but no. just come to the UK and then like do some do some stuff on Instagram that you were here and like don't mention it to me and then like go all the way back to the US and go. Oh, by the way, did I mention? Did I mention I came to London? I know, but I will say I have seen that before and it's just like, oh, you were like right next to me and I have seen it and granted, it's not everybody who's like besties with me or anything, but you know, people you stay in contact with, it's like, oh yeah. And they say things like, let's hang out. And then you go to their Instagram or Facebook and like, oh my gosh, we just spent an amazing week in Denver. And it's like, huh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I see how that works. <laughs> well, look, I, especially when I was in San Diego, I was just like, oh, so you all came to San Diego, like when I was living there, like, oh, you know, like friends, like friends who told me they couldn't visit because they just bought a brand new purse. And then all of a sudden they're in yeah. San Diego for like oh, a two week yeah, yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's called, okay. that's called lies. <laughs> and I've got, I've got no, I've got yeah, no, it's just but look, can we, can we end the show with like a little a bit of accountability? Uh, in terms of like, you know, we <laughs> promise, uh, you know, cross my heart, hope to die that if I, well, firstly, I will tell you in advance that I'm coming to the States and you will tell me if you're coming to, yeah. to Europe and the US and in the UK, uh, because don't forget, like, it's not very easy for us to get off this island now. So, you know, you would have, if you did <laughs> like want to meet in Serbia, I would need time to sort that out. And well, I need a visa to I come see you passport, now, I, think. I think as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. A passport, definitely a passport, but I think I need a visa. They are instituting a lot of European oh, yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you need yeah. you need something for yeah. here soon, but there you go. But I've got my Esther for yeah. your travel. So you make that promise. And, you know, if I come to America, I will make sure you know. And so we're, we're not in this awkward situation because that it would it, it would just be awkward, I think. And the end of the show. What, what I... <laughs> It, it would it would be awkward. And what I have done when I've gone to places where I know I cannot hang out with somebody because I'm just crushed for time, I will at least call somebody. I was like, hey, I'm in your city. I don't really have time because I got to do all this stuff. But I just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And that type of stuff. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers. So that's what I usually do. But yeah, don't don't just show up no. like when you're like 30 minutes away and then like post Not photos good. on Instagram. That's good. Right. Top <laughs> advice there. Top yeah. advice. We've made, we've made a promise to each other. That's, that's good. I'm going to try and make sure that I don't go into any public buildings between now and next week because next, the next episode is the 150th <laughs> episode. I don't know if you realize this. Do I need to send you a heart? I need to send you a hard hat, don't I? Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I need to start a business selling hard hats this is like when covid first happened and people were selling face masks at ridiculous prices i need to like go and buy some hard you hats should. like in in bulk and sell them and for the kids for the kids, too. For kids, the kids hard hats with like yep. cartoon characters on okay i've got it i've got it right on that note i'm gonna go off and set up a domain <laughs> in the website lovely to speak to you okay don't go to the uk right, right. see you soon I know. see ya <laughs>